It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, while we've been on holidays, it was announced Cameron Park is set for an upgrade with a new playground, Skilling Queenslanders for Work program gets another boost, and dancers, teachers and parents of young dancers are being urged to take part in a health survey. Also in this episode, more speculation about well-known locals who are yet to reveal their hand by declaring they'll run for council, and social media riffraff. It's Saturday, January 13, 2024. And I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Here's a quick catch-up on some local news you may have missed. Council has announced major work to upgrade Cameron Park in Baval will begin soon now a contractor has been selected for the work. The work includes a new playground and improved amenities. These improvements follow community feedback in 2022 on a concept plan for significant upgrades to the park. Council said the contractor will utilise local suppliers to assist in delivery of the project, funding of $2 million through the South East Queensland Community Stimulus Program will allow Council to proceed with Stage 1 and 2. The design has Queenslander references and includes a swing, carousel and musical play for people of all abilities. There's a climbing net, obstacle course, slides for younger and older children and wheelchair accessible pathways. The Skilling Queenslanders for Work program in Ipswich has received $1.3 million to expand existing programs and support over 160 unemployed young people with a focus on construction, hospitality and early childhood education training. According to the State Government, Skilling Queenslanders for Work is one of the most successful programs of its kind, with 76% of participants finding work or taking on further training around 12 months after finishing the program. Here are the local programs which have received funding in this round. Skills Force 2024 Young Women for Apprenticeships Queensland, Tackling Construction Skills, Energy Skills Queensland, Caring for Community, Enterprise and Training, Get Set for Hospitality, also Enterprise and Training, Feed Your Future, Five Bridges, and Bedding Down Careers, Skill 360 Australia. Member for Ipswich, Jennifer Howard, said these local programs are part of $51.7 million invested in targeted and tailored training to support 7,000 disadvantaged job seekers across Queensland.
University of Southern Queensland's Dr Melanie Fuller is investigating injury reduction in dance and leads a research team aiming to learn how the dance community wants to receive health education and what information they want to know. Dance is the third most popular physical activity for Australian girls and remains popular for females over 15. However, participation rates steadily decline with age. Dr Fuller, who has worked with various ballet, contemporary dance and musical theatre companies, is interested in why dancers don't continue to dance. Speaking at UniSQ recently, Dr Fuller explained what the study is all about. Well, we're exploring health literacy in Australian dancers. We want to hear from pre-professional and recreational dancers, their carers and their teachers, and what they want to know about health to support their dancing. I'm really excited to be leading this group of researchers from across Australia. I have been following their research over the years and admiring it, as well as the broader dance medicine research, and that's what inspired me to pursue a PhD in dance, looking at reducing the risk of injury in dance. So this particular project has evolved out of a working group as part of the Dance Research Collaborative, which is a group that focus on, focuses on dance research and looks at health, injuries, performance, uh, as well as epidemiology. Uh, this group of researchers have come together to share their passions and expertise in an effort to try and improve uh, health and wellbeing in the dance sector. I hope that this research project is the first of many. I think it builds a really strong foundation for us to grow from. Dr Fuller also went on to say some of the most common reasons dancers drop out are health and injury concerns. Well, we know from data from the Ausplay survey that, and that's a sport and physical activity participation survey in Australia, that dance is a really popular activity for young females. And it remains a popular activity as uh, females get older, but participation rates do tend to drop off. And some of the reasons cited are related to uh, health concerns or injury or even fear of injury. Other research in Australia, such as the Safe Dance 4 report that was published in 2017 by Amy Jo Vasalo and colleagues, they explored research in professional dancers and the recommendations out of that research was that professional dancers require dance-specific high-quality healthcare as well as support for self-management of their injuries and better recognition of uh, psychological and psychosocial factors that relate to injuries. So we're hoping to conduct this research to best understand how to supply health-related information to support dancing at a grassroots level. If you'd like to know more about the survey or dance research, you can get in touch with Dr Fuller at melanie.fuller at unisq.edu.au. The countdown has unofficially begun to March 16 for the Ipswich City Council election. So far, the number of candidates across the city falls well short of the 41 who nominated in 2020 to bring the council out of administration. Ipswich Today has launched the 2024 Ipswich Election Watch page online. It's a place where you can check who intends to nominate and current councillors seeking another term. The page regularly updates, so be sure to refresh your browser. In recent days, I've been hearing some interesting names still might come forward, a clue for one name that might be added to the list soon is a local politician who has recently ramped up their social media activity. Former unsuccessful candidates are also considering their options and yet to formally announce their plans. Sadly, since the advent of social media, the standard of public debate has sunk to all-time lows. What the community can do without is the usual riffraff on social media who seem to take enjoyment from taking cheap shots at current councillors and candidates. 
they don't really have anything meaningful to contribute to the debate and in most cases do not run themselves or remain anonymous. Evidence seems to suggest that often they're motivated by a single issue which may have affected them personally years ago. Or they're just plain rude and reduce arguments to name-calling. The city deserves a better discourse to encourage high-quality candidates to come forward. And finally, a quick heads up. I'll be joining the list of contributors to local Ipswich News, your free weekly newspaper from January 18. Look for the new Inside Ipswich column each week in print and online. That's it for this episode. As usual, look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.